Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we are going to talk about the rise of Karen. Uh, I have a cousin actually who's named Karen and just thinking about women nowadays that were named Karen and the connotation now that comes behind the name Karen. I, I, I gotta say this episode is dedicated to any woman out there named Karen. I chose this title, The Rise of Karen, um, basically because of The Rise of Skywalker, and I thought this would suck less than that movie. Well, that's really not setting the bar all that high, it's though. It's not, is it? Um, but also, I, <laughs> when I thought of that, I thought back to Star Wars Episode Seven. And, you know, when she uh, gets all that stuff out of that crashed... Um, oh, the Imperial... Ad -ad. Yeah, no, the Imperial... Like, oh, fight. The, yeah, 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 no, she was in the Star yeah, Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, when she's scavenging yeah, around. Yeah, she's scavenging all that stuff, and she goes up to the counter, and the dude uh, says, what you've bought me today is worth one credit. For a moment there, I thought she was going to ask to speak to the manager. See, that would have been great, because... <laughs> You know, you can take that two ways. I, I always looked at that scene as that guy must have been the descendant of the owner of GameStop. Right, yeah. And because yeah. It, it's kind of the same thing. I brought yeah. you 500 games. That's worth $6. Yeah. I saw a, I saw a meme, uh, I don't know, maybe beginning of the year, and it said that there's an estimated $1.3 trillion of um, non-used technology in people's homes. Oh, I and then it, and then that. it had GameStop values at it twelve dollars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny. We decided today to talk about Karens because, uh, like I said, you know, I have a cousin named Karen. Uh, I got a good friend of mine. His wife's named Karen. Uh, my brother-in-law, by the way, did not even know about what a quote-unquote Karen was until about a month ago, and I had to explain it to him, and so I, I want to share that story with you. So we went to a vacation spot, and him and I were going to check in for our families, and there was a couple in front of us. And this poor little girl behind the counter was trying to get them checked in, and this woman was just complaining about the charges for this and the charges for that and we prepaid for this and we shouldn't have to do this and we shouldn't have to do that and I kid you not the guy turned around and said Karen let me handle this and turned around and finished the transaction took everything out of me took absolutely everything out of me not to laugh when he said you know Karen let me handle this so they wander off we go up there to check in and I told the girl behind the counter, I was like, not only was she a Karen, but her name was actually Karen. I don't know if you heard that or not. And the girl behind the counter said, oh, I didn't know, you know that uh, her name was really Karen, but yeah, she's definitely a Karen. My brother-in-law looks at me and says, Karen? What, what, what do you mean? What's a Karen? And I thought, it, you know, you got to be kidding me. How, how have you missed this right. for so long? How yeah. did you not know what a Karen is? So... Where did, where did this Karen term originate? Wait, 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 what's going on with that? Well, 
I've only actually known one Karen in my life, and it was a girl I was in primary school or elementary school over here. Um, oh, when, I, when you when you say you knew a Karen, you mean a person an actually actual named, person named Karen? Karen. Okay. Yeah, her name was Karen Sneesby, and I was in love with her from about age six to about age fifteen. Uh, you know never told her actually no i did actually tell her on facebook when she was about 35 but you know by then it was a little bit too late because then i lived in america and she was still living in england but um yeah the name karen actually comes from the danish originated name uh catherine um catherine really? yeah catherine so i don't, I don't know uh, and that's something i always kind of figure what well, how do you kind of deviate this name from this name you go like from catherine Let's go with Karen. So I don't know quite how they kind of pulled that one out, but yeah, apparently that's the uh, earliest know. earliest recorded name of the so uh, earliest name of Karen came that, from. That's Catherine. kind of ironic, to be honest with you, because in in the meme culture we're in today, or or in the uh, pop culture, whatever, the first kind of stereotypical Karen, as we call them was actually that chick from that uh, John and Kate plus eight. You know, the the blonde hair, the short bob haircut, has that attitude, kind of entitled, just that, you know, thinks the world revolves around her, all that good stuff. So it's kind of ironic that the name Karen actually came from Catherine and the John and Kate plus eight lady actually was kind of that quintessential first Karen there. Well, I mean, two years ago, if somebody had said you're being a Karen or this Karen, you wouldn't have said anything about it or even recognized it. I mean, it's definitely a last year, year and a half. And I mean, I certainly think, you know, during the COVID-19 um, thing that, you know, the no mask wearing Karens or the please put on a mask Karens have really certainly come up. And, you know, the media has highlighted it. And I think it's because there's been a lack of stuff to report upon. And so... The old slow news day. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the name Karen has become synonymous with, you know, a white, middle-class, non-working female who wants to complain about something, always wants to complain about something. Now, obviously, those people have always existed, but... It took, you know, a worldwide pandemic to have somebody put a label to it. Sure. Uh, and it, it always takes something like that. So, uh, talking about, you know, the, the Karens or, or the Catherines, I mean, it, what would you consider one of the most famous ones maybe from history? Not Not... Not within the past, you know, five or ten years, something like that. I, I mean, let, let's dig up some kind of a, a historical Karen. It, it, can you think of one? Yeah, um, I, I think history tends to dispose of characters who don't exactly overperform. So Catherine the moron and Catherine the stupid kind of slipped by the wayside, kind of right. history forgot them. But what, Cath- what about Catherine the Ginger? Well, we don't want to go there. Again. Okay. Um, but Catherine the Great was a historical figure. I'm not sure why, but 
you know, when somebody mentioned her name to me a few years ago, I remembered the name. I couldn't remember what she was synonymous for. And so I looked her up on Google and I don't know if this is a myth or not, but she died because she was too fond of her horse. Ooh. She um, kissed a mm-hmm. horse a lot. Mm-hmm. And too, too fond yeah, and thing, of thing, her Yeah, things horse. went too far and she died a few days later. Um, and that's what Catherine the Great is known for, according to the internet. Now, that might be an entire lie, but I've got no reason to doubt the internet. Yeah. That's the only Catherine in history um, I can think of, um, other than... Uh, was it Catherine Oxenberg who was in like Dynasty or something who I had a crush on? Or was it Dallas or whatever? Anyway, uh, I had a crush yeah, on her. You, that's the only other Catherine yeah, I know. You're losing me on That's the only Catherine in history yeah. worth mentioning other than Catherine the Great, I think. So it, the, the funny thing to me is how this, uh, this Karen thing has, has taken such a hold. Like I said, the beginning of this... I, I really feel for the nice women out there that are named Karen. Do you know any? The... So I really feel bad <laughs> for the nice women out there named Karen, right, right. Uh, wherever uh, disposed exist. you yeah, may be, yeah, yeah. Uh, because th- th- there's so many women who are not named Karen that uh, have have you know, grab this connotation, kind of sullied your name. So so I kind of feel for you there. But there's just countless examples out there of the Karen-like behavior. And I don't think, especially in the United States, there probably isn't a single individual, man or woman or whatever gender you choose to be, that hasn't witnessed firsthand Karen activity. And, and and I'm not talking about just seeing a meme on the internet or seeing a video. I mean firsthand live, like actually seeing, you know, a, a woman berate some poor, you know, minimum wage employee at a restaurant because of something. Or somebody, you know, did something wrong or they have an expired coupon or they don't have the receipt for a return at Target and they always want to speak to the manager I've, I've seen it myself. I know you've seen it yourself. There is probably not a soul listening right now that hasn't seen something like that. Yeah, I think this is one of those bizarre moments in history where everybody right back to the 1950s onwards probably saw this type of character and never had a label to put upon them. Right. And... You know, it's really, again, like I said, during this last six months, 12 months, that this label of Karen has been put upon them because we all know this type of personality. As you know, I coached soccer for almost 20 years here in North Texas. And I came across this personality so many times that I ever had a dollar for every time I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. Um, well, let, listen, it, part of that whole Karen is that soccer mom, which yeah, is now uh-huh. like a cheer mom, a, yeah, a whatever yeah. mom. So, I mean, for crying out loud, yeah, you had to yeah. see it with all yeah. of the, the kids you coached over the years, seeing yeah. that soccer mom, yeah. which yeah. kind of, that used to be the term, right? right. The soccer mom, they yeah. had the minivan, they were entitled, yeah. they were the stay-at-home uh-huh. mom that did all this, yeah. and that soccer mom has now turned into Karen. Yeah, and... 
I think there's a little bit of a differentiation because, you know, the original soccer moms were, I think, just defined as a suburban, non-working, middle-class mom who had kids in athletics and her main duties were picking up the kids, taking them to, you know, the extracurricular activities, taking them back, putting something in the microwave because she couldn't cook. And that was it. But I think the Karen version, and there's certainly, like I said, having, you know, coached soccer for 20 years in North Texas, a differentiation between that soccer mom and the Karen soccer mom. Because the Karen soccer mom is that individual who was always terrible at athletics. Um, You know, probably first prime responsibility was hall monitor. Uh, she married, you know, kind of out of her league a little bit. She married somebody who earned a lot of money, which afforded her to be able to stay home. She got a can't-be-bothered haircut, which is the bob, right. which we used to call it in England, the can't-be-bothered. Ah, Can't-be-bothered okay. haircut. Because the can't-be-bothered like, can't haircut. Can't-be-bothered haircut. I don't want to care for it anymore. I don't want to have long hair. I can't be bothered about being attractive. It was called a can't-be-bothered haircut. Right, and and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but there is something to be said about a lot of women that do decide, you know, they they have the long hair yeah. that they keep up. They yeah. they curl it. They they do whatever they do yeah. to their hair, yeah. right? You know, they're, they're going to the haircut place all the time. And then they get married, and then something happens when they've been married for a little bit of time, maybe it's they popped a kid or two out, or maybe they've just gotten complacent and lazy, and next thing you know, off comes the hair. Yeah. I mean, it's quick, fast, and in a hurry. Just all of a sudden, it, it's like I've reached a certain, either an age or a certain point in my marriage, and now I just want to chop off my hair. Well, I, I, yeah. I've never... Well, I've well, never well I, th- I think there's a lot to be said in terms of personality of a woman who chooses to have a haircut of nine months post-chemotherapy. I mean, I just think it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we all want, you know, the least, you know, amount of resistance to everyday life. I mean, hey, I shave my hair, so... You know, I wash my face and I keep going and that's me done, you know. So, you know, I don't have any hair on my head, shave it off and stuff. But, you know, um, I don't know if it's, I can't remember what psalm it is. But it says, you know, a woman's hair is a beauty. Um, right. You know, but I, I think that's true to a point. And, you know, we know it's, you know, a lot of upkeep. But we appreciate that as men, even though we moan about it as men. You know, it's like, oh, she takes so long to get ready. But when she comes out and she looks fantastic and she looks beautiful, we we appreciate the end result. But it's those women who like, yeah, forget it. Not going to bother with it. Yep. You know, and, and it's that where that, again, I think that Karen Bob came from. The, yep. Um, yep. Or again, in the bothered. England thing, can't be yep. bothered thing. But, you know, they get bothered about such trivial issues. Um, and again, in the soccer world, I mean, even in like, you know, under six or under seven, you know, kids soccer, you know, they would get up and they would shout at the referees. They would cuss at the referees. And it's like, this is under sevens soccer. You're cussing out this 15 year old, 15 year old kid out there. Yeah. The, the ref. What, yeah, for the what reason? 15. For what reason? What, what are you going to get with this? You know, your kid's on the field there cringing 
all the other parents on the sideline are cringing and you do this week in, week out. And you have to think, oh, what kind of deficit in their life leads to that behavior? And then does that behavior then get inherited? Uh, you know, it, the, you think there's a Karen gene? I, I think there could be. I think it could be learned behavior as well. I mean, you, you've had that kind of mentality, activity, whatever, especially with kids' sports for years. And, you know, I mean, I remember I, you know, played sports as a kid and, you know, I didn't have parents that acted like Karens on the sideline, but I definitely had teammates that had parents that acted like that. And I kind of think that maybe they ended up, you know, having their kids, right? And maybe they're acting that same way on the sideline as well. And, and now that we're in this just constantly complain society and whoever can scream the loudest tends to win the argument that's some of where this comes from now at what age do you think um certain women become karens because i I can't remember that type of stereotypical behavior like in high school or college i think it kind of hits after 30 I, I was going to say it's got to be 30 plus. Yeah. It, uh-huh. I, I think there's something, if if there's a two in front of their age that can't quite be a character. Right. They're yeah. still, it, whether they've been, it, they could have got married, let's say at 17 or 18, right? But something about yeah. being in their 20s, yeah. they don't quite have that Karen It's actually hard yet. in your 20s to find enough reasons to lose the will to live. Whereas when you get in your 30s, I think that's when and, that and, kind of and stuff that, kicks in. That could be, you know, the, the old joke about the men in the midlife crisis or whatever. I mean, maybe the, the Karenism is now the women's midlife crisis. Yeah. You know, that, like you say, the cutting of the hair and then they're just kind of giving up on certain things and just wanting to moan and complain about everything could be that version of the guy buying the yellow Porsche and driving around, you know, with... Uh, receding hairline and a beer gut could be the same thing. Yeah. Now, do you think um, Karens fit the environment or search out avenues where they can be most effectively Karen? As in, such, I'm thinking of like women actually having kids just so they can join the PTA. Oh, 100% that happens. I, I believe that there are women that have a checklist that says, okay, everyone that I either are friends with or grew up with have done certain things in their life. By a certain age, they've graduated high school. Then by a certain age, they've graduated college. Then by a certain age, they've gotten married. And by a certain age, they've had kids. And if I somehow don't get close to this checklist... I'm a failure, and I'm afraid that they're going to talk behind my back and not invite me to girls' night out yeah. and do all of that. So that that totally, totally exists, and, yeah. and I challenge you to say it doesn't because I, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. That totally exists. So then, so then they, they check all these boxes off, like check, 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 check. And, you know, graduated high school, graduated college, if that's your thing. I got married, I had kids. Maybe I have a divorce, maybe I don't. Doesn't... That part doesn't matter, but but now I've hit all these check marks, right? Yeah. And now, 
because I've hit all these check marks on my yeah. list, you've got to listen to me. Right. Because I've done all the requirements to be a fulfilled, successful adult, and I know more than you. Yeah. And so that entitlement kicks in. I'm going to cut my hair off, and by God, if you do not honor this expired coupon that I have, I'm going to speak to your manager. Yeah. And I, and I watched, um, I was trying to look up some videos of uh, Karens on YouTube, and they were... Well, I think I, maybe I mean, maybe quarter of a million. Yeah, if you, you were going to do that, then we would have that. to probably put this podcast off for about two yeah. and a half years yeah. because yeah. I wouldn't see you. It, for be, two it, and it, half it would years. be a seventy-two hour event, but there was one in Toys R Us, and I think this is in Arkansas. And this woman was at the counter, and she was screaming at the clerk, and uh, she was picking up uh, cuddly toys and just throwing them at the clerk. And I kind of really, think, and I kind of think. What could annoy you in Toys R Us so much that you get to the checkout counter? I mean, like, it maybe your coupon, maybe your coupon, you know, if your ten percent off didn't work or whatever, and you get a little bit annoyed, blah blah blah. But I just didn't understand because I mean, she literally went on a rampage. She was picking up candy, she was picking up cuddly toys, throwing that with the clerk, and she was cussing and all their stuff. Now, you know, I get when you know Popeye's chicken had the spicy chicken burger thing and they kept running out and you saw all these videos of people online where like people were going crazy I can get that because if sure. I if I'd have actually gone to Popeye's I mean like really wanting a spicy chicken burger and they didn't have any I can understand wrecking the Popeye's joint but in Toys R Us... Well, okay. Now, hang on. You can understand wrecking the Popeye's joint. Yeah. Right? But would you Have you, you ever it? had a... Have you ever had a Popeye's spice and chicken burger? Uh, no. Then you don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Fair right. enough. Okay. Continue. Go on. Well, yeah. I just didn't... I, I just couldn't conceive of how much anger could come from something. Like I said, even if you had an expired coupon which would result in that behavior if you were a normal non-florida on meth type person to actually exhibit that behavior of just like throwing stuff around and doing that i just don't get could could it be upbringing though and in the reason that i i think about it this way which has nothing to do with it karen but i remember my dad calling me one day uh, I had gotten married, left the house. We had our first kid on the way. My phone rings. My my dad was calling was me. Was this within a week of you leaving the house? No, oh, it was probably like 10 days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And so I answered the phone, and my dad said, uh, I, I need to call and talk to you about something because there's something I've seen that I've never seen before. And I said, well, what's that, Dad? And he said, well, do you know what time out is? And I said, "Are you, what are you talking about? Like sports or, or kids or what? He's like, no, kids. This is a punishment. Now, it's called timeout. And I said, well, yeah, I, I know what timeout is. He said, I didn't know what timeout right. was. And I was at the store. And, and, of course, the store for my dad meant any place you could buy something. Yeah. So no clue what store it was. Uh, I was at the store, and there was a kid misbehaving. And he yeah. was just smacking things off the rack and knocking things down and his dad was there and and he said Johnny you know if you don't stop 
I'm going to put you in timeout. And little Johnny just kept doing it. And little Johnny mm. just kept doing it. He said, Johnny, if you don't stop, I'm going to put you in timeout. And he just kept doing it. And he said, I'm going to count to three. And if you don't stop doing this, you're going to be in timeout. One, two, three. Okay, Johnny, timeout. He said, then he grabbed the kid and they walked off. Yeah. My dad's witnessing this and he says, I have to see this. I have to see what timeout is. Yeah. So my dad follows them, turns around and he said, so do you know what timeout is? I said, well, I'm sure he probably sat him down, like, you know, found a corner or yeah. something. It's in a store. Most people at their house, they have like a timeout corner or something. He said, well, no, that's not what happened. Uh, he was hugging him saying that you should make better decisions. Right. Now, I said, oh, okay, so that, uh, that was his definition of timeout. Right. Now, if that would have been a little girl, you could then translate that into the fact of this is why some woman went into a Toys R Us because she didn't get her way off her coupon yeah. and decided to just start throwing now, stuff at people. Now, do you think, people. like, I mean, when you and I were growing up, you know, timeout was like, all right, you're not doing crap in the living room, now go and not do crap in your bedroom. So yeah. it wasn't really much of a downscale, you know? It's like, just go from this place to this place. Now it's like, oh, time out, go play computer games in your bedroom for an hour. It's like, okay. Right. Well, and, and you know, I, I didn't grow up with time out. Uh, you know, my, mine was take everything away from me. You know, yeah. If I did something wrong, but what did you I, have? I but the point everything. is, what, what did you have, though, at that point in time? Well, sure. You think about the uh, 80s or uh, yeah, 90s. Uh, I mean, what did you have? Th to take there away? wasn't much. Uh, there, yeah. there wasn't much to take away yeah. from me anyway, but that little bit that I had, I definitely yeah. wanted to hold on to. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I can, circling back to the Karen thing, I, I can see why then, you know, because of that entitlement, which yeah. and, and that's the, the word I keep circling back to is that entitlement that yeah. you need to listen to me. I've checked off all of those check marks on my little checklist and I've, I've accomplished all this. So I want my participation trophy. I want everybody to listen to me because I've earned something. I've earned the right to do this. Yeah. That that's what's going on. Yeah, and um, absolutely every definition of a Karen I came across online when I was searching used the word narcissism or narcissistic. Oh sure. Uh, and obviously that's not an isolated label that you know has been applied to people over the last year or whatever. I mean you know that's an ongoing thing but like i said i think i think this is one of these unique models in history where it took so long to put a label and, and i don't know what label you could have put upon these people without achieving a kind of almost non-offensive label like a karen i mean again so, we feel sorry for all the karens out there are nice people so here's some irony but, though and I I read this article. I haven't I haven't fact checked this or researched it, but there is an article out there. Uh, hopefully, we'll dig it up and and share it later. That there is a Karen out there. I don't know if her name is really Karen or not. That wants people to stop calling women who exhibit Karen behavior Karens, and they want to call it the K word rather than Karen. Because they have deemed it that offensive, yeah. So we're getting we're getting the word Karen up there with like a racial or ethnic yeah. slur now, 
and it's a name. Well, so, so how would yeah. you feel? How would you feel if your name is Karen, and now somebody out there is saying you can't even say that word? It's the K word, and you're you're just some some lady named Karen. Like, yeah. well, what are you supposed to do? Well, I mean, I think it goes back, you know, a couple of podcasts ago when we did the uh, midgets one, where the little people of America, you know, started wanted to define the midget name as yeah. the M word. The, the term and, and our, the and our reaction to that was piss off. I think our same reaction to people wanting us to call it the K word is going to be piss off. Right. Uh, but I, I think Karen's find their home. Like I said, originally, you know, when they had kids, they'll find, you know, the parent teachers association, but you know, I think sometimes Karen's develop later on in life, like at 30, they might be pretty normal, but at 35, they turn into a Karen. Right. And so... 35 find, is probably yeah, a safe And age. so they find the homeowners associations. If they're in a place where there's a homeowners association, they sign up for that stuff immediately. Right. Well, well, you've got the the HOA and the PTA, right? Right. Uh, that, that's the home for Karen. Yeah. There's yeah. a... Uh, you know, a a group of crows is called a murder, and you know, a group of dogs is called a herd or a pack or whatever. They've always said a group of Karens is called a homeowners association. Now, sorry to interrupt you. Do you think at um, PTA meetings and home associations meetings, they don't bother taking the first name; they just take the last name because they automatically assume the first name is Karen? Or oh, probably <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, if you got ten women attending yeah. a, a PTA meeting, you got nine of them. At least nine I was of them. Are say, be Karen, I, I yeah. was going to give them the yeah. benefit of the doubt and say yeah. eight, yeah. but you're being more of a yeah. realist. Yeah, Ele- eleven out of ten of them have got to be called. There Karen. you go. Yeah. So you know the HOAs. I mean, that is, um, you know, there are. I, I thought, you know, because I, I lived briefly in an area about eight years ago, which had a homeowners association. And they would come round twice a week and we'd, we would see the car drive at like four miles per hour. It's like a pedophile outside of an elementary school. Sure. And um, it would drive by and it was just, there'd be one person driving and the other person would be out the passenger window taking photos. Sure. And what they were looking for down our neighborhood was the height of the bushes not the height of the grass because it was difficult when you're doing a drive-by to tell the height of the grass, but they were looking for the height of the bushes. Now, mine and yours, good friend Eric, who uh, lived round the corner from us, if you remember, there was one evening uh, we went to visit him and he had that one bush outside his house which was cut into a cube, yep. which had like, I don't know, one, <laughs> one, one, <little laughs> one branch, yeah. and it looked terrible. But he didn't have a homeowners association down his thing. Because remember, he had no soil in his yard. Right. He had one bush yep. outside his front door, which looked absolutely terrible. But my street was adjoining his street, and we had people literally driving down there two times a day, taking photos. And we would get um, letters in the mail, not mailed, but actually put in the letterbox by hand. Uh, your bushes have not been trimmed to so much height. It's going to be a $15 a month fine if you don't sort this out. 
and you know we looked into the metrics of it and if we paid somebody $15 a week to keep on top of this that'd be like okay that's $60 a month yeah we'll just pay the $15 fine sure yeah I I had a, a friend who lived in a homeowners association and he had decided he, he was you know kind of Maybe the male version of a Karen, but the, but the silent version of a male version of a Karen. And so he he grew up not around homeowners associations. Grew up in South Texas. Uh, grew up basically on kind of a, a ranch, and then moved up to uh, the DFW Metroplex and got married and moved into a house in a homeowners association. And so he decided to read the covenant of the homeowners association. And this one's a little bit different than the one of yours where you talk about them just dropping off yeah. the, the letters. This homeowner's association actually mailed the letters. Huh. So what he decided was he was paying, I think he said, $240 a year to the homeowner's association. So he said he was going to get his money back in fines because the way the homeowner's association covenant read, they would send a letter out to your house for you to correct it and then you could request another letter saying that you corrected the action so he would purposefully do little things like leave his trash cans out for an extra day right or let something grow up so he would get the letters he said i'm gonna get them 30 whatever cents a, a time a right. week and he got very close i think within that year he got them to spend about 190 dollars in postage sending him letters just trying to get away from that my other favorite story with homeowner associations i lived in one in fact i'm in one right now but the the one prior i had a tree that died in my yard so i get a letter from the homeowner association says you must remove the dead tree from your yard so, all right, went out there, knocked it over, thought everything was good, but... What do you mean you knocked it over? What, oh, you, it like, was... punched it or headbutted it or what? Well, it, it wasn't any bigger around than like a Coke can. I mean, oh, it, was a, okay. it was a little twig of a all tree, right? right? This right, isn't right, a big tree. Right, right. right so, so I just pushed it over and, and got it hauled off. <laughs> Effortlessly. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just barely had to touch it. It fell over. <laughs> so then I get another letter from yeah. the HOA saying, whoa. I've got to replace that tree. And I thought, well, you sent me a letter saying I've got to remove the dead right. tree. Now the dead tree is gone. Now I've got to put another tree up Was there. it specific about what you had to replace it with? Oh, it was. Okay. But not, not yet. You're getting a little ahead of yourself. Right. So in the covenant, it, it talked about the kind of tree that you had to put in there. Oh. So what I decided to do was, well, in the letter it said I had to replace the tree. So I found a fake ficus tree, and I planted that in my front yard, knowing there's no way for it to die because right. it's a fake tree. Yeah. I eventually got a letter <laughs> on that saying that I had to oh get rid of that right. tree because yeah. I didn't have the proper species of tree oh, wow. in my front yard. And so I left that tree there for a little bit, and then we moved out shortly oh, after my that. Word. Now, um, if you had to guess how many homeowners associations do you think there are in the United States? Oh, wow. If you had to I mean, that, that, is, that is impossible to even fathom yeah. a guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. 351,000. Wow. And three, that actually, and that three, actually, well, let's, yeah. let's think about that for a second. 351,000 HOAs yeah. in the United States. Yeah. 
That is crazy. And it actually covers 53% of all homeowners in the United States. So over half of the homeowners in the United States are covered by homeowner associations. So it, by that by that thinking, right, you have your federal government, you have your state government, you have your local government, and then you have, and then you have the Karen government. Yeah, Karen so you have government. four governments, essentially, that you're having yeah. to submit to if you're but you know, and, and if you're an American citizen that's a homeowner, you got a one in two chance basically of belonging to one of these. Right. So, yeah. so now you uh-huh. have all these other yeah. crazy laws yeah. that you're going to have to submit to in an HOA. Yeah. And and the sad part is, a lot of times when you go to look to buy a house, they're mandatory yeah. HOAs. Yeah. This isn't something you can opt out of. Yeah. If you want to live in this neighborhood, not only do you have to belong to it. You have to pay dues yeah, to it. Yeah. And if you don't pay your dues, guess what? They can put a lien on your house. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. But, you know, people complain about living in the hood, but there are no HOAs or Karens in the hood because if she turns up, she's going to get shanked. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think You're probably going to have that, that sniper come by that uh, can find <laughs> the midgets right, out yeah, there and, yeah. and go ahead and knock her off. Now, now um... Again, online, because this is such a new phenomena, the whole Karen thing, and I'm very interested over the next few years how it's going to evolve, how they actually... Because you can guarantee there's nobody in the next, I don't know, decade going to be naming their kids Karen. Um, that that would be an interesting article to research, Ben, because you, know, you and I never fact-check anything. I wonder, over the past several years, I mean... Parents naming their daughter Karen that that has got to have traipsed off to almost nothing by now. Well, I mean, um, I read an article actually in the New York Times, um, and in 1965, it was the third most popular name. Nine, Karen. Uh, okay, so, so kids, kids so born in 1965. Like, so people around the age of 55 now, right? Right. Okay. Karen was the third most popular name in 2018. Wow. And remember, this was before the Karen tidal wave. Right. It fell to 635th. Mm. And the article in the New York Times was actually entitled, How Did Karen's Fall So Far? And remember, this was in 2018, right? right. So this was before the uh, Karen crescendo of... Uh, well, yeah, I, I think, and don't get me to lying, but that, that's probably getting close to the beginning of starting to call the soccer moms Karens, but it wasn't popular. It, it might have been a sub-thread on Reddit, something like that, but it wasn't in yeah. everyday speak. Yeah. You know, it, your non-internet focused people probably were not using it. They yeah. weren't saying, okay, Karen, when somebody complained to the manager. They they weren't worried about four women coming into yeah. Chili's with bob haircuts knowing that poor waitress is just not going to get a tip and they're all four going to complain about yeah. their chicken salads that they got and how they put the wrong dressing or too much dressing or not enough dressing or, yeah. or they didn't fill their iced tea cup up fast enough yeah now i've actually got a relative uh named karen karen abbott who lives in england and i think she's about 48 
And every time I post a meme on my Facebook, I have to send her a message to apologize for it. Um, but like I said, outside of her, other than the Karen Sneeze Me girl I knew, you know, in elementary school who had an, an eternal crush on, and maybe still to this day, um, I've not really known any Karens. So, you know, if the Karen name goes out of the equation, I'm not necessarily sure it's going to be missed. Now, in England, we had a similar thing in the mid-90s with the name Sharon and Tracy. Okay. Sharon, and, Sharon and Tracy became synonymous with very lower-class women of questionable morals. And so, although it was a very popular name right from the 1970s up to the mid-90s, the name dropped off and almost nobody from that point called their kids Sharon or Tracy. Right. Now, do you think the same thing, although, again, I've said I don't know that many Karens, do you think Karen will be like a almost no-no, like nobody will ever name their kid Karen from this point forward? Oh, I, I absolutely think so. In the United States, kind of along those same lines, there were some names out there. One that comes to mind is Crystal. You know, everybody stopped calling their kids yeah. Crystal. Or Bambi. Was, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> you know, they, those were popular names, yeah. and those just kind of escaped. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look back in uh, the history of Germany back in the 40s, I mean, Adolf was a popular name. Nobody yeah. names their kid Adolf anymore. Kind of kind of that similar stuff. I, I do not picture anybody wanting to name their kid Karen. Yeah. Uh, they, now, now, do you think that, like, you know, you were naming the, you know, you said Crystal. Do you think if you had a daughter and you named a Bambi, you would be shocked if she didn't become a professor of mathematics? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, either either that or a, yeah. a neurosurgeon or something like that. I, I think You're... she's going to be dancing somewhere. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and not at the uh, New York School yeah. of Ballet, yeah. if you catch my drift. And she's going to bring home small bills rather than like direct deposit. Yes, yeah. and and they should have some white substances probably all over those small bills. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to actually bring up a few examples of real-life Karens from real-life sufferers, relatives, and spouses of Karens, you know, I found on the internet. Like I said, it's not an exact science because it sure. seems so new. But, you know, there, there are a lot of... Uh, I guess, support groups which have come up on Reddit, you know, the social media platform. So, uh, support groups for, well, for spouses people, for of people, No, for people related to oh. Karens, married so, so to not, Karens. Yeah, so no. not, not just married. No, it's but, a support okay. group for people who are married or related or know Karens or work with Karens. And gotcha. so it's, um, like I said, it, it just amazes me it took this long to actually come up with a name to actually define this personality, which probably we've known has existed for decades and decades. Oh, we, well, but we now we've we identified it, you know, we can sell the cure for it. Sure. But, um, you know, I read some of the stories and uh, one, one of the first ones I read, and I actually read this one twice on three links. And this um, lady said, my sister is a Karen in recovery. Uh, we had to have a Karen intervention with her a few months ago. A, a, a Karen-vention? A Karen intervention. Oh, I know, but let's call it a Karen-vention. 
Maybe KI. That's part of the Queen's English, right? KI. A KI. There we go. All right. KI. That's official now. If anybody wants to use that term, send us $8 uh, every time you use it. Anyway. Um, So, anyway, she had a KI uh, with her a few months ago, pointed out that one in every three restaurant visits resulted in food being sent back and or asking to speak to a manager so i i don't doubt that i i am the antithesis of that and my wife who by the way is not a karen by any means but she does get a little karenness at restaurants because a restaurant can bring me the wrong food yeah they can bring food with with the wrong stuff on it i will still eat it i won't send it back right I mean, it, it, you know, servers are just out there making a living. The the kitchen, they're trying to make a living. If I look down at it and I say, yeah, I'll eat that, I'll I'll eat it. My mother-in-law, on the other hand, if you bring her out a salad at the beginning of the meal and there's too much salad dressing on the salad, rather than scrape a little bit of it off, she'll send it back. So... I, I totally get that one. To- totally get that yeah. one. Yeah, and and there's um, one I read which, you know, instead of me finding it funny, I actually uh, it, it kind of caught me in one of those midterm things of I actually felt quite sympathetic. So so a, so it went from kind of a funny to yeah, sad. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. felt quite sympathetic about this one, and it said uh, my brother was married to a Karen. She lived to berate people and rarely went anywhere without a flask of vodka to fuel a fire, which, well, I don't know. Sometimes you need that. But it said, uh, in her first year of marriage, she decided her husband had to earn sex. After a few years, he divorced her, and she still can't understand, in quotes, why he left her perfect ass. Ah, you know, it, I think I think even narcissism one on one. Well, that is narcissism, of course. But it in the same vein, you talk about the couldn't go anywhere with a flask of vodka. Yeah. Let's also not forget about that stereotypical fact of the Karen that always talks about wine. You know, yeah. they, they're uh, always oh, you know yeah. they they've got to have their they glass. They always of wine. post the memes yeah, about wine. Yeah, well. it, yeah. And and you know, wine makes me happy, or mommy needs wine, something like that. Yeah. And and they usually take a picture of themselves with a glass of wine, and what's hanging behind them in their house, live, laugh, and love. You oh know, yeah. That you know, it, I'm surprised that tattoo shops do not give those tattoos for free to Karens. Because you know they're going to complain about the size of the font or the way that it's tattooed to them. But that's their mantra. That's don't what don't they you just by. love that hashtag blessed? That That's more yeah, of a southern so, thing. Yeah, yeah but, but so. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But every other post is complaining about something. And oh, absolutely. Hashtag blessed. Yes, I'm yeah. blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Mom, mom, I'm blessed. Mom, mama yeah. needs wine. Live, yeah. laugh, love. Yeah. Let's do yeah. all that. Yeah. Any, um, any any other interesting Karen stories? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, there was one which came up a whole bunch of times. And um, I don't know who this lady is. I think she was from, like, North Carolina. And uh, she said, my aunt is a Karen. The number of times I have heard the squeaky wheel gets the grease makes me cringe. 
Oh yeah. It, and it's it's always that presupposition that they they have to get out there and they have to tell everybody this is the way things needs to be done. That this is my opinion and my opinion is fact. And you better listen to me because once again I've checked all those check boxes off on my list. I I am Karen. Hear me roar. Yeah. Now I'm actually. Uh... You know, over the last six months, despite the negative impacts of COVID-19, I'm actually really glad, like I said, we've actually come up with a word and a definition for this type of character because we went decades, maybe like almost a century, of a non-identifiable term for women who act in this certain manner and now we have a word for it. So yeah, I'm sorry for the people named Karen who are wonderful people. Um, all all nobody, three no, of you out there. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to name their kid Karen from now on. So I mean, that's that's absolutely fine. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm actually happy we now have a word for that type of behavior. And I think almost if you kind of uh, measure it out with COVID-19, I think it's kind of a, it's a kind of equal... Absolutely. That Equal that that word yeah. is that word is going to carry forward. We're going to be able to use that for quite a while. Yeah. I I can't imagine a replacement for it. I'm not saying there won't be. Who knows what's going to happen in a year or two? There might be a different word for it. But, but I tell uh, you what. Sorry to interrupt. If I get another dog and it's a female, I am definitely calling it Karen because I want to shout. When it's at the dog park and it's running away from me, I want to shout, Karen! Karen! Come here! Karen! Absolutely. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. And with that, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. We'll catch you next time.